0: What's up, wrestling fans? Welcome to the September mailbag edition of the Smack Talk podcast from SmarkoutMoment.com. I'm your host, Tony Mango, and joining me for this special is Drew White.
1: No, it's, uh, it's too far away from the mic, guy. He's uh, changing up his trajectory a little bit. You know, I heard that he sometimes uh, gets made fun of for being too close, so he's decided to step back. Maybe he's gonna be too a little bit to the right guy next time. Yeah, uh, maybe. Let me. I might have to move the mic a little bit, but yeah,
0: <laughs> it might work. Well, if you haven't already checked out the previous parts of this week's content, go back and listen to the hot tags and the ask him. And uh, of course, this is basically our main event. If you don't know that we're restructuring things lately with the whole like separate recordings and stuff, now you do. I don't know why you haven't already, we've been doing this for a couple of weeks, but we are uh-huh. going to be addressing the mailbag questions you submitted for September. Not every single one of them, because that would take way too long, but we are going to get to most of them, and I think there were four different people that submitted this time around, so uh good about amount of questions. Some wrestling-related, some not. Most of them wrestling, because that's why we're here. Uh, we're going to start things off with Callum Wiggins. Uh, first question here. I read a significant amount of hate online for Stephanie McMahon's influence on WWE and frankly I've probably written some of it myself. Do you believe her impact on WWE is positive or negative? Personally, I think she's an excellent heel performer but has been led has been a lead creative wait, has been a lead creative in a period where great wrestlers is making great wrestling is making up for mediocre writing. I'm tired. Uh, my answer, I think she's a definite positive. She's got a great character. She's great for PR reasons because she's a woman that's in a powerful position in like a business that's usually kind of like a guy's club. I don't really hear many bad stories about her from people. A lot of the women love her. A lot of the people backstage seem to like her too. And, you know, she's been doing a great job. So I think on the business side of things, she's going to be a real great asset for the future creative i don't know i think triple h needs to take care of that kind of stuff but we don't really know exactly what she's been pitching for the creative side like if she's responsible for some good stuff or some bad stuff so she gets a thumbs up from me what about you drew what do you think about stephanie
1: i'm gonna assume it's a it's gonna be a thumbs up for me as well but that's mainly because i don't know how far into the creative side like you said she's a part of Um, I I guarantee you in like a few years when more people leave the company, I bet there's going to be some story out there, someone complaining about she did something because of this or that. But really, it's like you said, she is a strong, powerful woman in a company where she granted she was inherited her position, but she's worked and she does a good job at what she does. She's I mean, and if you just look at her character within the company, she was the top peel for a period of three years on like the main roster. So really it's a positive. It, there might be a negative somewhere, but business wise, I think she does a pretty good job. And if she was bad, I bet Vince would, you know, maybe cut her to the side. I, 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 at the end of the day, I think Vince cares a lot about money. So even if his daughter was bad, I think he, she would, he would move her to something else per se.
0: Find a different role for her in the company or something like that. Yeah. She's good with charity too. That's
1: another big thing. Oh yeah, I mean yeah. I mean Connor's cure. That's is that for the whole month of September, or uh, is that just been the past couple of weeks? Because I noticed it. Kind of feels like it's week. been going on for a while. Mm-hmm. But And, you know, that might be a publicity stunt as well because that was such a big story when it happened. But the money is going towards a, a good cause at the end of the day. Now, we, we have some stuff about Susan G. Coleman. Where, as people know now, a lot of money goes to the CEO of the company. That's not that good. I don't know why they still do business with them. But she does a lot of positives. And, you know, if there's a negative thing about her, I'd like to hear it. Question number two. What would you say distinguishes good wrestling fans
0: from bad wrestling fans? Oh, I got like asking- the answer. What's that? I got the answer. <laughs> Just don't be fucking annoying. Well, he says, I'm asking because you occasionally reference certain people as, quote, the worst kind of smarks. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> kind of easy to pinpoint which ones are the bad ones and which ones are the good ones. I mean, it's – look at uh, this week. We had T.J. Perkins versus Tony Neese, and people are chanting for CM Punk and Randy Savage.
1: Yeah. that Those are – I don't even say those are the worst fans. The worst fans are those who will hate someone – for no reason at all. And I and uh, the main person we could bring for this right now is Roman Reigns. He gets mm-hmm. a lot of hate because, yeah, you know, he used to be a generic character, but he's gotten better. But when we get to the point where where people like threaten, like, you know, harm on someone or that story about where that guy was like rubbing shit on the performance center and was seeing, sending weird shit to like Lita and uh, <laughs> AJ Lee. Yeah, like that. That might be the worst fan just don't do stupid shit it's that simple and i and when it comes to the randy savage and cm punk stuff they they paid for their spot you're, you're you paid to be there so you could be a part of the action however if you're just gonna be a distraction and ruin the match for other people you're you're an asshole and you're the worst kind of fan well i think
0: that anybody who tries to stand out And they're like they're trying really hard. And this is for like life in general and not just for for wrestling, too. But like if you want to be going against the grain because you think it's going to make you cool, you're lame. So (laughs) the people that are like, well, I really support the guy who's not getting pushed. And then as soon as he gets pushed, well, I don't like him anymore because now he's the fucking corporate guy or whatever like that. You're just trying to be different. And that is the worst type of fan for me. The good people are either two sides of the coin. You're either going along with what the company wants you to do because you're kind of playing the game a little bit. Like, you know, you're cheering for the good guys, booing the bad guys, suspending your disbelief, that kind of stuff. Or if you don't like what they got going on, you voice your opinion through constructive criticism and stuff. Yeah. Like you can boo if you don't like somebody. That's cool. As long as you have an actual reason that you don't like them. And it's not just, well, I don't think that Roman Reigns should be getting as pushed uh, as much because he's the fucking choice that they want. And it's like, well, do you
1: dislike his in-ring work? Do you dislike this? Do you dislike that? It's, I don't know. There's a lot of things about wrestling fans. They're just fans in general stuff where if there's a point that they hit where it's, they're not good, they're more bad. I, I, I will say like those who try to hijack events where at times it could be funny and if it's Because of something that they should have thought ahead of time, like, for example, in 2014, when they didn't have Daniel Bryan in the Rumble match, that was stupid. Mm -hmm. So I get why they did it then. And I kind of get when they did it in 2015 as well, when you were there, when they eliminated Bryan early, so people just got really shitty about it, because that really made no sense as well. But it's just when people just cause havoc and mayhem for no good reason at all, that's when it gets bad. If there's no point for being an asshole, then you're an asshole, a big <laughs> asshole, a bigger asshole than an asshole you would have been if you just went along with the grain. But a good wrestling fan is someone who cheers, loves the product, and you know enjoys what they get given. And you know, like you said, constructive criticism is always accepted. Although I will say, some of the bad ones are also the ones that can't uh, get
0: like separate themselves a little bit too, like where all they talk about is wrestling and they're like uh, the the real hardcore nerd types where it's like, you know, it's great to love stuff and whatever, but as big of a fan of Star Wars and James Bond and wrestling and whatever as I am, I don't have like a wallet of like, uh, like one of those characters that I carry around and I, I don't like, I want to name my fucking
1: kid after one of them or anything, you know, so- like... I, that reminds me. I I haven't brought it up yet. I have a coworker now. He started working at Jimmy John's a couple weeks ago, maybe three. He watches wrestling, and I I heard him talking about it with someone about how he likes it. I'm like, oh yeah, dude. I I watch wrestling as well, so I talked to him about it. He is the worst fucking person. Now that I think about it, <laughs> he he sh- wait. Well, he, he told me then like over Rands. I'm like, wow, he's awesome. Like, and I gave him a number of reasons. He's like, no. Nah, it was just like, oh, they just want him to be the big top guy, so I don't like him. I'm like, that's the worst fucking reason for everything. I He probably hated John Cena five years ago, so I don't like him anymore. I thought he'd be cool because I'd have someone to talk wrestling with at work, and it's gone. That's literally how it was. The South Park meme, that's what my work was. I was upset. Bandwagoners, too. That's for like
0: a lot of other sports more than wrestling. But, you know, when it's like a certain team is in the playoffs and then suddenly everybody becomes a fan and then you get people with wrestling that are like uh, as soon as somebody starts picking up some steam, then they're like, oh, yeah, he was my favorite of all time. And it's like, oh, come on.
1: I mean, Rusev is my fucking favorite of all time now. But <laughs> I mean, he's just fucking. Awesome. I remember when it was Rusev and Reigns in the final two of the Rumble. Everyone like loved him for like a solid week, and then like, oh yeah, Rusev sucks, and they started hating him again.
0: Uh, let's see what another question we have here from Callum. Do you think superstars are given more leeway to fail with gimmicks nowadays? It seems people like Titus O'Neil have never really gotten over, and yet are continually pushed into another storyline. It does kind of seem like
1: that, doesn't it? In, in some ways, but I don't know what has he done different to make his character any better. I, I, it's just a weird thing. They, the characters, you know, it's more realistic now. Everyone has standard names for the most part, and most people's gimmicks are normal. There's other than Finn Balor, really. There has been a recent one where it's kind of like, man, that's sketchy and weird. So, if they fail. It's okay because at the end of the day, they they they've just made everyone so normal where they could just move along with them for the most part and try to fix it. Well, look at somebody like Bo Dallas. He's trying to do the inspirational
0: thing again, and with like a slight twist. Doesn't seem like that's really working all that well.
1: But they still well, wasn't it gonna work him anyways. Uh, no, I I think he has. I mean, very Wyatt is his brother, but I don't know. I I think he they could use him in some of the ro- role outside of wrestling he could be a manager in some capacity he he probably could be he wouldn't be i bet he'd be an entertaining commentator i don't think he'd be great at it but i bet he'd say some stupid shit that would be funny as hell but i don't know maybe they see a value in him outside of the wrestling part that they want to use someday well they did announce
0: earlier today that there's going to be a lion king live action movie
1: oh wait a lion king Mm mm-hmm no. Bo
0: Dallas was just recently uh, having that whole airport issue where he was drunk and singing Lion King song, so maybe that <laughs> was his audition. <laughs> maybe the whole thing is actually John Favreau is directing it under WWE Studios, and that's going to be the crossover. Is Bo Dallas Jeez. is the new Simba?
1: Ah Dude, dude, dude he should be Mufasa. No, it should Bray Wyatt be Mufasa. Well, no, no, no Mufasa's brother. No, be Scar. He'd be Scar, right? <laughs>
0: Imagine Scar doing the whole like be prepared, man. <laughs> yeah,
1: he just blows out the candles and stuff. Well, there's no candles. He just blow out the lights in their little cave thing. <laughs> it would be the uh, what was it? The orangutan or the
0: baboon? Oh, what was his name? Oh, I fuck. I have no idea. I haven't seen that
1: movie in years. I, hmm. I want to say it's Rafiki. Rafiki uh oh so should it should be should it be Rikishi? <laughs> Does yeah, it sound not? surprisingly well? Yeah.
0: I mean Baboons have red asses, right? That's like the main thing. And he can <laughs> he can paint his ass red. <laughs>
1: that's somewhere that's racist, but that's okay. He loved it. I loved every second of that.
0: Uh, on the full-time WWE roster, i.e., excluding Triple H, Brock Lesnar, The Undertaker, etc., what five superstars do you believe are guaranteed Hall of Famers? I think there's way more than five.
1: Hmm. Styles? I was thinking about it. Yeah, Styles. You think? Mm, I don't know. I I don't want to think. Say he will be a Hall of Famer. I like to think he will, but stuff something could ha- happen along the lines where it might not happen. I, do you consider John Cena a full-time roster member? Yeah. Yeah, and he, he's he's guaranteed. Yeah, I mean, he's a guarantee. But I was thinking about it. If I had to just pick five, um, actually, would you, would you consider Kane and Big Show full time? I had them on my list. Okay, because I, I mean I I can't remember the last thing they actually fucking were constantly wrestling, but they technically are. So I don't know, John Cena. I think all three members of the Shield will go into the Hall of Fame someday.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Goldust is definitely. Oh yeah, Goldust. Um. Bubba Ray. I, I guess he's not a full-time roster m- member right now. But, I mean, both him and his a uh, are going to go in. Yeah, Dudley boys are a guarantee, too. I yeah. think uh, <laughs> The Miz is a guaranteed Hall oh, of Famer. Yeah. Oh, of course The Miz is a, uh, You know, I, I don't know if he's a guarantee, but Ziggler is going to go into Hall of Fame someday. He won't be a headliner, but he'd definitely be a mid-card person, like, somewhere in the middle to put in there. Unless something weird
0: happens where he leaves the company and he's all pissed. Uh, and they might be kind of like waiting too
1: long. Yeah, Mark, no, well, Mark Henry. Just, yeah, Mark Henry. But to be fair with him, they there's a number of people where they got over their issues and they put they put their personal lives aside and they did what was best for business. That's true. So, I mean, fuck. Look at the Ultimate Warrior. That's like, and you know, Kevin. No, not Kevin Nash. I mean Scott Hall. So, and I guess Jake the Snake as well. So again, they could Sonny, Musa. Yeah, ah, eh, Sonny and yeah i'm gonna do so as well so they, they they could do whatever they want pretty much still eventually now do you think i feel like we've talked about this like a hundred times do you think punk will ever go in the hall of fame that's tough mm.
0: it I is. don't. i don't think he will at least for a long while unless he like somehow comes back to the company yeah he has to come back and he has to kind of do that whole like yeah, it's sort of like the Simpsons thing where it's like you go through – you have to crawl at the uh, the bottom little window to get back into Burns' office, <laughs> the <this> supplicants
1: <laughs> thing. Uh, yeah. yeah. I I mean I would say – I mean Ryback was going to be a, a first ballot Hall of Famer, but that doesn't seem <laughs> to happen anymore. It's not going to. The, Kofi K- I think Kofi Kingston will be in a Hall of Fame. Yeah, he's on my list. Yeah, he is. I mean, Jericho, I mean, but uh, he's full time right now, but he's going to be gone eventually unless this is his last major run. I mean, we always talk about Jinder Hall, but future yeah. legend, Eric Rowan. Oh, Eric Rowan. Yeah. Uh, do you think Keith Slater will be in the Hall of Fame? Nah, I don't really
0: think so. Oh. I mean, it, right now it's kind of too early to tell. He could be around for another five years and make yeah a whole much more of an impact. But I think um, if you're going to go for like somebody who's on the, the
1: sort of jobber side, R-Truth. Oh, yeah. I was about to mention him. That was going to be my next big one, R-Truth. And I don't know. Sheamus definitely is someone yeah. who's probably going to make it in. I That's... have to admit it. Sheamus will go in. Yeah.
0: I think the only person, other person that I had on my list, other than Paul Heyman and Daniel Bryan, which they kind of don't count because they're not roster members, but uh, the only other person that I had written down was Randy Orton.
1: Oh yeah, Randy Orton, I guess, and Brock Lesnar, but that's not really. What I'm oh, and Brock, I'm yeah. Gonna, yeah I'm, well, I mean, he's the the non full time thing. So. Well, if you okay, but if you go to the women's side, there's a few as well. I mean, I, I think it's easy to say Charlotte will most likely be in the Hall of Fame someday. I mean, ah, uh, fuck, fuck, I'm. Natalia uh, Nat- no, yeah, Natalia will be Nikki Bella Brie Bella will and there's a few others it might be too soon I think if they actually give Naomi a push and she gets a run as champion I think she and if she's in the company for a while she'll definitely be in the Hall of Fame someday and you know possibly Maurice as well yeah look for the future where the Bella Twins go in together
0: that's a yeah like 100% guarantee that's happening you know actually do you think uh, Jack Swagger will make it to the Hall of Fame He's a little tough. He He could, could. but he could. He would have to be one of those people where they were like, kind of like throw him in a card full of 10 other people, sort of. Oh, yeah. How about Rhino? Damn,
1: Rhino's a tough one, too, because he Mm -hmm. did do quite a bit through ECW and everything. And and depending on if Sheldon Benjamin ever wrestles again, and it would be, I think he could possibly be someone as well. I mean, depending on how much you want the Usos to be in, they possibly could go in as well. I mean, eventually we're going to run out of the people that have been in the past, and we're going to have
0: to start bringing in some of the, the more recent guys. And I <laughs> highly doubt we're going to get, like, WWE Hall of Famer, Sylvan, <laughs> <Like, laughs> Heidenreich. Like, they're not going in there. So when we start getting into, like, the, the 90s, 2000s sort of era a little bit more, we're going to start seeing the other people, like... The
1: Shelton Benjamins and mm. and all that. But oh, actually, one more. And when I was, with Kofi Kingston, I don't know if he'll go in by himself. I kind of think the New Day, if they stick around for a lot while longer, they might go in as like a trio. I could see Kofi being in by himself separately. You think so? New Day you think he'll would be have a-
0: to stick around for a lot longer. Big E will? Only if they do the New Day thing.
1: <sighs>
0: Same thing with Xavier. I mean, and then again, who knows what's going to happen in two years?
1: Yeah, we could exactly. get like
0: Biggie gets an injury and he's done or Biggie's still around 10 years from now. That's so true. far, he hasn't done enough.
1: Mm.
0: Uh, let's see. A non-wrestling question. Are there certain movies that you make sure to check out or avoid based on a particular actor that stars in it, male or female?
1: Anything on your end? Um, Anything with Nicolas Cage is an automatic knot. And a he's lot of. He's awesome, with... though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. He's awesome with his quotes. And the Bees thing is the most amazing thing <laughs> he's ever done. But I, I. Almost every Nicolas Cage movie, it's not really good for the most part. There's a few exceptions, but. I, there's a lot of Nicolas Cage movies I won't watch, but there's a lot of Tom Hanks movies I will go out of my way and see because he is a, such a fucking great actor that I'll go. I'll just watch it for him. Speaking of uh,
0: Nicolas Cage movies, one of my favorite films of his, one of the only ones I actually own, actually it might be the only Nicolas Cage movie I own, is Matchstick Men. You yeah, definitely <laughs> really? recommend that for people. Really good uh. movie. Um, it's got a great quote in it, though. He's all tweaking out because he's got like um, – some sort of like like A D D type of uh like O C D kind of mixture of different things. So he needs his pills and he's all like I I need my pills and people are online and stuff and he flips out of this one guy and he's like tweaking out of his face and stuff and he's like, Hey, have you ever been dragged to the sidewalk and beaten until you pissed blood? <laughs> and it's like, what the <laughs> fuck is wrong with this guy? <laughs> <laughs> I um I avoid anything with Melissa McCarthy.
1: Really? Oh I can't stand uh, her. I guess I yeah. Now that I think about it, that's kind of, yeah, pretty much. Uh, not I'm not going to stereotype for the sake of stereotype, but pretty much all of, like the bigger woman of comedy. There's a few of them. I usually avoid those kind of movies. Uh, there's someone else. I, I that's like Melissa McCarthy. I forget her name, but uh, another uh, big comedian woman in comedy. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I think she recently got popular. I think she was in actually. You're not talking about Kristen Wiig, are you? Nah, not Chris. Nah, not Kristen. Kristen Wiig. Kristen. No, it's uh, actually, now that I think about it, um, uh, what's her name? Who she just got very. Who she was in that movie? John Cena was in. Oh, Amy Schumer. Yeah, yeah. I like her Amy either. Schumer. I've I've never found her comedy very funny as well. I don't know it's a girl that's in. Uh, I don't know. Pitch Perfect. Anna Kendrick.
0: No, no, no. Oh, oh, I know who you're talking about. The the big one. Um, Rebel yeah, Wilson. Amy.
1: Yeah that's her i don't know not a big fan of her as well but i don't know someone else i was thinking of usually if if i hear that uh joe peci's in a movie I'm, i'll check it out but he hasn't he doesn't really do much now
0: yeah what the hell he had a movie that was supposed to be coming out He was going to be working with uh scorsese and i think de niro and pacino and he was like nah he was like what the fuck dude you're <laughs> awesome this would have been amazing he hasn't really done much recently has he no i think he's retired it's like, dude, you're Joe Pesci, don't retire. Just do, on. like, only the movies that you want to do, you know? Uh, uh, Joe Pesci, come on. Yeah, come on, Joe Pesci, be, be a douchebag again. You're great as being an asshole in movies. Just do Home Alone Thanks. 3 and avoid the other ones that they may the cast. <laughs> uh, dude, should I, should I get Watson's Face to join him? Just make it to where Kevin's one of the criminals now, and he's working along with them, and they're trying to... Yeah, but do
1: Maca- to- you get Macaulay Culkin to do it? Yeah. You well, know, even the weird looking motherfucker of Macaulay Hogan now. Yeah, but that well that's why you make him one of the criminals. Mm, so I he's see. creepy
0: and he shacks up with uh Marv and Harry and they go rob other people and you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, sounds, that sounds right. And it's an R rated movie. <laughs> Lots of people die. Uh, I continuing on with the, the comedian thing, I avoid any kind of movie where it seems like the whole point is that a comedian has been doing the same joke and they want to continue that like kind of with Melissa McCarthy. She is just, isn't it funny that she's fat and the same thing with like Adam Sandler got to a point where he was just doing like. You know, the Weird Voices, and Jim Carrey started doing that, too. And yeah, Jim Carrey definitely did it. Yeah, Will Ferrell really took a nosedive. He was really fucking funny for a bunch of years. And then... What do you think his Anchorman, dive
1: was? Anchorman? Anchorman's so you... the thing that's, that screwed it up, I think. Really? So, old school and pretty much everything after that? Yeah, old school I love. okay. Like, that's good. That's I, where he was like – he was still
0: kind of reined in. And then Anchorman was like, I can be silly and stupid and people are going to laugh. And then it was like, I'm just going to say stuff about like, well, you look like a blueberry. And that's my
1: fucking <laughs> comedy. And it's like, uh, Actually, some, I, had a, I had a friend over who had like had blue from old school on his shirt. And it says, you're my boy blue. <laughs> you're my boy blue. <laughs> one of my roommates, he, he'd never seen the movie. So he had no idea what that quote was from. Yeah, that's a good one. But that's literally really... the best quote of that movie. Oh, wow. I don't
0: know. There's like, a lot of great quotes from that movie, but I will recommend that on a list of like my top 10 favorite comedies. That's probably on there. Really? Okay. Uh, but I usually, as far as like watching things based off people, I don't watch things because of actors in it. I do it based off of the writers and the director more than anything else. Like a new Tarantino movie. I will check it out. Oh yeah. Of course. But if you I'm, put I think like. I'm starting
1: to get that way with JJ Abrams now. Yeah, like JJ uh, Abrams,
0: Alex Kurtzman, um, Roberto Orsi, I think is how you pronounce it. Those guys so. are involved in a bunch of different things. And it almost always ends up being something pretty cool. Oh, and there's another guy. Um, I'm blanking on his name right now. He did the. Uh, I think it's Jonathan Nolan. Yeah. He was. He's the brother of Christopher Nolan, who I I watch Christopher Nolan's movies, but uh, Jonathan Nolan helped write the Dark Knight movies, and then he was the showrunner and the creator and everything for Person of Interest, which I loved, and he's working on Westworld now. Really? Uh, Westworld, mm. I never saw the movie, but it always seemed kind of interesting, and I only really know it from the Simpsons episode where they go to Krustyland, <laughs> <laughs> but... Uh, The whole new, I think it's like HBO, maybe it's Netflix, I don't know. Apparently it's good enough that they've already given it five seasons worth of a commitment and it hasn't even aired. Really? So I'm like, fuck, if you give me an interesting concept and it's Jonathan Nolan and it's good enough that they want five seasons of it already, I'm sold. (laughs) That sounds like it, fuck. There, I think there's only one instance, maybe two. Yeah, all right. There's two things I can think of where I saw a movie specifically because somebody was in it, and that was uh, Tomb Raider and Bedazzled. And that's because I was like 12, and Angelina Jolie was super hot, and uh, so was Elizabeth Hurley. <laughs>
1: the so only saw reasons Bed- I saw those movies. <laughs> so you saw Bedazzled because Anna Jolie was hot. No,
0: Jolie, uh, Angelina Jolie was in Tomb Raider. Elizabeth oh, I said she was in bedazzled. bedazzled.
1: I was like, wait, she was in Bedazzled? It's was like, Jesus. No,
0: Bedazzled was Elizabeth Hurley playing the devil. She had the, uh, she kept her English accent and everything. So, oh, yeah. movie was garbage, but <laughs> then again, it's because it had Brendan Fraser was the main character. So it was like, every scene with the devil was like, damn, she's hot. And then it would be like, oh, I'm goofy Brendan Fraser. And it's like, <laughs> I spent 10 bucks on this. Like, yeah. Actually, that was back when it was, like, still five bucks to go to the movies, so I can justify it a little bit more. Uh, I still don't know how to pronounce uh, Elvira's name, or Elvira. You totally got to tell me. I think you even might have told me, and I forgot, but uh, I think it's Elvira Baric. Uh Yeah, I feel like that's an, it. The, uh, Big Daddy E, we'll call him. <laughs> yeah. I uh, sent another question in here. Ten years from now, who do you think will have left the biggest impact in WWE? AJ Styles, Kevin Owens, Finn Balor, Sami Zayn, Seth Rollins, or Shinsuke Nakamura? I'm voting
1: Seth Rollins. You're going to go Seth Rollins? Mm. Hmm. Let's see. I was debating this in my head. It's definitely not going to be Sami Zayn. I promise you no. that much. It's not going to be him. Unfortunately, it's not going to be him. It's not going to be Shinsuke. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna have to go with Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens think, has a lot of
0: potential now that they've given him the U.S. Uh, the U.S. title, the Universal title. <laughs> I
1: the thing with Kevin Owens is I feel like he might be the youngest out of all of them. So uh, maybe. He, he's got a lot going for him I, in that capacity. Uh, I mean, uh, Finn is like 35, 36. AJ and Shinsuke are in the mid thirties as well. Seth, I know Seth, uh, Sammy, and Kevin are in their late early 30s now so i'm gonna go with the um i, I think kevin is young as i think Kev, uh, sammy might be but i mean Sami Zayn, so he's not gonna be the most important one out of all of them i mean yeah kevin owens is only 32 years old so i'm gonna go with him i think
0: the one who's gonna do the least is sammy Zayn. although i don't know maybe shinsuke yeah no i, I think shinsuke is gonna do the least amount what's weird is that a lot of these people just this year have made a huge impact. Like styles coming over opened up their minds to a lot of different people. They were like, well, crap, maybe those people that people have been saying we should have signed years ago should be signed. And Nakamura, he went from the two of them. They were wrestling in new Japan at the beginning of the year in January when we were watching that. And now they're the champions. Yeah. So that's like, that's big, but Ten years from now, I mean, Finn Balor's been injured already this year. Kevin Owens hasn't been injured yet, as far as I can remember, other than like getting his nose fucked up and stuff. But
1: uh, I, I I believe last year after he won the uh, championship, uh, the NXT championship, I, he I think had a minor uh, knee surgery, mm. but it was in between tapings, so he didn't miss any time. But it, at most, he missed house shows. Zayn and Rollins have definitely been injured. They've got yeah. their issues going on.
0: So 10 years from now, I mean, we might not have any of these people around anymore. Possibly. Let's go with uh, Silo to Doom here. He says, with all the stuff going on with Jose Fernandez and the emotions of the first game after his loss, what's the most touching or emotional moment in wrestling history to you?
1: you want me to, do you want me to go? Yeah, what do you have in mind? I have okay. a couple, but... Okay, well, well, uh. I, a couple that I could think of off the top of my head is emotional. So pretty much the most emotional moments. Okay. So I'm going to go with, I was there for Eddie Guerrero's last match, but that's not going to be that emotional moment for me because it wasn't emotional at the time. I think watching the Raw after he passed away, that was an emotional moment. And I remember caring a lot when uh, Rey Mysterio won the Royal Rumble because unlike you, I was young when he was the champion <laughs> and Rey Mysterio was the shit, unfortunately. I don't think he is now but he was at one point. But I I mean that's just one I could think of. I think another one would be I don't think I've had very many emotional moments, but I mean moments that meant a lot to me would definitely be like when Brian won the World Heavyweight Championship at WrestleMania and um possibly that might be it.
0: <laughs> See, I don't I w- know about like emotional to me specifically. That's kind of tough maybe like uh michaels retiring because i was like damn i don't get to see my favorite anymore oh
1: yeah i guess when daniel
0: brant retired i was a little upset but all the retirement speeches are emotional
1: oh yeah that one that one was killing me because the entire time i'm like okay daniel brock lesnar's gonna come out and fuck you up any second now don't (laughs) fuck with me here man you're not retiring you lazy shit
0: i kind of think edges was the worst though
1: because of how surprising it was
0: Yeah, that came out of nowhere. Like, Ric Flair's was big and nice and everything, but they had built up months of that, and he had been wrestling for so many years that we knew it was coming eventually. And Shawn Michaels... How many retirement matches did he have? Not as many as Terry Funk, at the very least. (laughs) Yeah. But Edge was just kind of like, he's the champion, and he's just kind of like, yeah, I'm fucked, and this sucks. And you could see that, like, his heart's breaking, and you're just like, damn, man, that's really terrible. But uh, the Death Tribute episodes are always really bad. They're brutal
1: oh yeah uh, the, the Chris the Chris Benoit one is really fucking real mm. been, mainly because of what happened afterwards but I remember watching it with uh my friend who got me into wrestling his favorite wrestler was Chris Benoit so watching it to him he was very upset about it the whole time but then then, then we watched ECW the next day and it was like oh yep, never mind you're a bitch yeah. <laughs> you're a bitch for crying
0: well, the worst part of that that I, that I remember was Edge's uh, speech. Oh, where He was yeah. saying, like, I, there's two people that I really trusted a lot, and now they're both dead. And it was yes. like, damn, that's hard to kind of think about.
1: Yes, no, I, that was, like, the one thing I took away from all of that was, that, like, Edge is going to fucking kill himself. <laughs> he's going to. If, Christian's, if Christian dies, he's out of here. Mm. He won't make it. I mean, he could have died, but he didn't. He Two other it, things
0: that I had thought of when I was kind of just thinking of my answers to this. A lot of people, now this didn't make any kind of uh, reverberance with me, but if you just think about in general, the touching emotional moments in wrestling, Miss Elizabeth reuniting with Randy Savage. Oh, I bet that was
1: amazing. People are bawling their eyes out in the crowd for that.
0: I and, remember
1: what- the highlight videos for that make me laugh every single time. Because there's always no, that no, one no. woman where she's just like, like her whole makeup is smeared and she's yeah. just like, I fucking believe in love it, again. It, it, <laughs> it's a tie between her and uh, Upset Ms. Girl are my favorite two people <laughs> from the crowd. When, I don't know, uh, I like uh, the shocked uh, Brock Lesnar win guy. Yeah, he's a distant third. I, I I remember, I think I follow him on Twitter now. Cause what, he posts, Undertaker lost guy? Yeah, because he posts some funny shit. <laughs> So it's kind of funny. I will say, though, because of like the Jose Fernandez thing, just just a small like detour because uh, I was actually a fan of the Miami Marlins, and his death actually did affect me. Uh, rest in peace, man. <laughs> I about? still don't really know exactly what's happening with that because I don't follow oh, baseball. He, but. he uh, was in a boat accident. He wasn't driving, apparently, but it just crashed on the shores, and he died on impact. Well, all, everyone on the boat died on the impact. That's but the, is- the issue of it was he was – uh, real no. He he was one of the top uh pitchers in baseball. He's probably he could possibly win the Young Award this year. So it sucks because he's a really really good talent that died four years into his career in the MLB. He was only twenty four, hmm. and a lot of people think that he would have been a surefire Hall of Famer just based on how good he was now. Damn. So it, it kind of sucks in in that aspect where you know a young person died, but. And wrestling, it happens from time to time as well. I mean, Eddie, who wasn't really young, but he w- he still had plenty of years that he could wrestle still. And, you know, Crispin Wall, like those are sad instances, I guess. And even Owen Hart. Isn't it? I'm surprised you haven't brought that up yet. Were you not watching when Owen Hart died? No, I totally was. And uh, that was when I was young enough to kind of still
0: not quite know which things were real and which things weren't. So when that happened... <laughs> And I kind of thought that it might have been like I, the next day, everybody in uh, recess, we're all talking about it. We're all like, do you think he's actually dead or is he going to WCW? Like it was this whole thing. And then it was just kind of like after a week or
1: so, we're like, holy fuck, he's actually dead. <laughs> like this is wow. That's- Remember Sean Walker's claim. The, fa- I swear to God, his claim to fame in elementary school was that he had that recording and he has a video of him. Actually, you can see him falling to his death. Remember him telling us that. Everybody always had like, no, I
0: saw it, dude. Yeah, it's fucking brutal. You know, it's no, like, no, yeah,
1: no, no, you didn't. No, 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 no. He, he, his claim to fame was people only liked him because he had the video. <laughs> I remember him telling us this. And oh, that was kind of I don't crazy.
0: remember Sean saying that, but Sean, if that's true, God damn it, man. <laughs>
1: I love you, Sean.
0: The only other Art. thing that I had written down ahead of time was uh, as far as emotional moments in wrestling, that 9-11 edition at SmackDown, the one that was, I think it was like the, the 12th or the 13th. Yeah. Uh, Lillian singing the national anthem and crying, everybody up on the stage, that kind of stuff. That's oh, yeah. like, that was that was that. kind of bad. I wasn't watching it then, so it didn't, you know, resonate with me that way. But
1: when you look back at the the footage for that, it's like, you get chills yeah i remember watching that and if you watch like a lot of the sports events from that week afterwards like how emotional everyone was like anything from that the week after that like if you watch the like highlights of anything the chills were there for everything and then everything went downhill (laughs) yeah and then we went to war and then we had you know recession you know
0: but it's all good for like Chicken a good nuggets- month, everybody was united
1: in America, and now we've got riots and stuff. <laughs> it's it's not- all good, guys. Chicken nuggets are
0: real at McDonald's. That's <laughs> all that matters. It all led to something. Chicken nuggets. Another question here from Squad: Top five wrestlers you'd like to see crap their pants. <laughs> well, we already... Del Rio and Batista. Del Rio. Del Rio and Bo Dallas are the two that everybody seems to have in their list.
1: <laughs> Like, Bo Dallas. I feel like him crafting his pants. Uh, if he crapped his pants, it will probably be beautiful, and he'll, like, make the best face ever. I asked uh, Peyton
0: his point of view about this after we did the hot tags last night, and he said, uh, Noam Dar, <laughs> Suspenders-era Jeff Jarrett, and Greg the Hammer Valentine, which that just made me just go, like, God, Greg the Hammer Valentine shitting himself. Uh, The three other ones that I had thought of outside of Del Rio and Bo Dallas were, I think it it would be hilarious to see Eric Rowan shit himself (laughs) because he's wearing that onesie thing. Yeah. Uh, Mojo Rawley because he's got so much energy and he's a weird looking guy too. And maybe Drew
1: Gulak. Gulak. Oh, because of his name? Mostly because of his name. You know, a part of me wants to see John Cena shit himself just because it'll be the greatest thing that ever happened, and he, the he internet would explode. Yeah, but we didn't see him do it. Yeah, did it he say like that on show. Chris Jericho's podcast? It might have
0: been either Jericho's or Howard Stern.
1: Mm. Oh, dude, I, have, have you watched the
0: whole Howard Stern interview scene I did on there? Not the whole thing, but I saw the part where he was talking about how fat chicks are good fucks. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, "Oh, they know what they're doing, and
1: whatever." It and was
0: like, well, you know, okay."
1: This is why we pitched the roast. Idea for the WWE Network This is why we wouldn't be able to do it in ju- If John Cena was the first person they did <laughs> J- Just There's so much material in that, that That God why did he say all that stuff uh, I, I get it was before the PG era But it's like fuck man Jeez hold back I want
0: those people to talk about that more often I want to know why Teddy Master was on What's his name's uh, Fist T-Its Fucking idiots! Fucking idiots! Where does Mr. Fuji land on your list of best managers of all time? I saw him managing Yokozuna as a child and hold him as possibly third behind Heyman at two and Paul Bearer at one. Where's he go for you?
1: Well, let's see. I put him ahead of Cherry, the girl who came out with Deuce and Domino. She was I... cute, but damn it, I hated that whole thing. Yeah, I I don't know. It's... I guess if I look at how important he was in the history of wrestling and WWE, then I guess I'd have to put him high. But I wasn't watching. I wasn't alive for most of that time. So I guess he'd be in the top 10 just by his stance in wrestling. But honestly, I couldn't give you much of an opinion. See, I'd put him in top 10, but I don't exactly know where. I know my
0: top five are probably Sonny, Jim Cornette, Paul Heyman, and the top two being Paul Bearer and Bobby Heenan. Mm. Uh, Captain Lou Albano and Jimmy Hart I'd put about the same Ranking as Mr. Fuji Where they're probably like 7, 8, and 9 Kind of a thing or something like that Uh, Mm. Or well they'd be 6, 7, and 8 I hate Jimmy Hart Jimmy Hart's annoying as hell but that's what's so great about him
1: Yeah but at the same time He like does his thing Still and it's (laughs) annoying As shit (laughs) They're the same uh, gimmick for 40 fucking years so. the only person the only two people who are allowed to have this same gimmick for this long are hulk hogan and john cena and
0: digger. he's
1: neither uh well no, he went through the badass phase That's at true. one point so i'm just saying <laughs> that those are the only two and then fuck even hulk hogan he went through the nwo phase as well but he was able to go back to hulkamania so again just fucking stop it jimmy Jimmy Get Hart's just an annoying guy with a fucking megaphone. <laughs> you know how, like, we shit on Daniel Bryan for being such a fucking nerd? That's Jimmy Hart. Jimmy Hart is the nerd of the Hart family. <laughs> like. I love that, uh, one of my favorite parts on the
0: Legends House show was that Jimmy Hart apparently only really eats big potatoes and baked beans. Seriously? And they were, like, always talking about how they'd make, like, uh some kind of fish or they'd grill some stuff and he'd be like, no, I'm just going to eat baked beans and baked potatoes. <laughs> it's like this guy's been doing the same gimmick and eating the same food. He has like his life. Basically I'm assuming is he wakes up and repeats exactly the same shit like groundhog day.
1: So he is pretty much the Brock Lesnar shirt.
0: Eat. Wait, <laughs> eat baked potatoes, and baked <laughs> beans, uh, talk on megaphone, sleep, repeat. <laughs> yes. Jimmy Hart's the man for just being able to pull that off.
1: (laughs) I guess I can't hate him.
0: Question number three from Swad. When talking about Bailey's possible dusty tribute on her top, her breasts were referred to as right and lefty, but those names kind of suck. What are better names for them? I didn't even know that was a thing. Seriously? Yeah, I kind of vaguely remember something about that, but I, I didn't remember, like, the names and stuff. I think it might have been on, like, a Breaking Ground episode or something
1: insert joke about rather hugging Bailey's boobs instead. Well, I got one potential uh choice that
0: I didn't think of until we were talking a little bit before the podcast about how we basically don't have any names except we just want to see them. <laughs> so why not just go with her gimmick a little bit? One can be hug. The other one can be kiss.
1: I was just going to say hug me. I like <laughs> her boobs, just like hug me like the boobs. But, I guess that works as well. I
0: guess we have the same idea. It all basically boils down to it doesn't matter what the nickname is. still kind of one of them, yeah, exactly,
1: no matter what, even if you gave him like the worst possible nickname, they'd still be just perfect, yeah like uh I don't know Raymore and Flanagan <laughs> <laughs> I mean Jacob and that, eli blue there's okay. there's one name that i I know if we you if someone named them them that uh you wouldn't like them uh del rio <laughs> yeah that'd kind of be uh a turn off she's like oh look at these these are my boobs they're del
0: and rio and i'd be like yeah well i'm not gonna pay attention to them no <laughs> oh, no i mean that's what page calls hers but no i think that would be uh alberto and poppy <laughs> based
1: <laughs> off of her fucking tattoos. Damn it. why page
0: Last question from Silent Wood of Doom. What's the best wrestling double entendre you can think of? I totally expect Tony to be the only one with like six of them because he will see this ahead of time and think about it. I purposely stopped myself short. I only gave myself a few minutes to think about it. Cause if I would have just kept going down the rabbit hole, I would have thought all fucking night. But the first that came to my mind where I love Naomi's finisher is the rear view and Nikki Bella's rack attack. That's just gold. Uh, but then I started thinking about finishing moves and stuff. Uh, as far as double entendre goes, uh, the Anaconda Vice, the Yes Lock, the Headlock, the Gosh. Rampage, which, like, totally would, uh, Dirty Deeds, full Nelson. The then I started thinking turn. about pay-per-view stuff. We've got Fatal 4-Way, One Night Stand. And at that point, I was like, I can't keep thinking about this, because I'll end up having a list that's like five pages long. Any standout for you for wrestling double entendres? Rack
1: Attack.
0: Probably the best finisher
1: name in years. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's kind of beautiful to watch as well, but yeah.
0: Remember, everybody, leave your comments below and tell us if you think of any of these things, too. And always... Timestamp these things because this is way too long and too many questions for you to be like, "Oh my god, that one joke was funny" or whatever. You're doing good, Peter. Keep it up. <laughs> Speaking of Peter, we have his set of questions <laughs> here. Perfect. Uh, first up, how are the changes coming along for Smack Talk and the Raw Post Show? They are you sucked. doing? <laughs> are you doing live pay per view post shows anymore? Where's the fantasy league? Will Mega Powers Radio upload to YouTube? I asked Peyton about this. The uh, Mega Powers Radio stuff. He is not going to be uploading anything to YouTube anymore because YouTube sucks. And I got two more copyright strikes today, which proves that, (laughs) uh, the beam and Twitch stuff, he's going to be doing the two K 17 content as soon as that comes out. But he also is going to take like a, a week or so I'm assuming to have to set everything back up again and stuff. So it's not going to be like the, you know, opening release day is going to be the first mega powers wrestling thing again. Uh, Fantasy League, we have all had way too much on our plates, and we had to just cut that, basically.
1: <laughs> no, 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 no. He's keeping track, I promise you. At WrestleMania last year, this year, or next year, he's going to tell us that we lost by, like, 10,000 points. And I <laughs> won. Uh, I'm not kidding. Uh, That's what's going to happen. Uh, as
0: far as the live post shows go, they take away a lot from the YouTube video hits, and I can use, like, as many hits as I can get, so on top of being harder to record because doing it live means if we have any kind of like fuck ups, then we just sort of miss out on part of that. I might still do them if I can look into YouTube live and Facebook live a little bit, but right now I'm leaning more towards, they probably won't be live for a little while until I figure that out, but maybe, I mean, it all kind of depends. And as far as the transition stuff with smack talk, it's going smoother than I expected for, most things but we still have some kind of things we have to work out schedules suck I mean we're doing the mailbag now it's like five o'clock Wednesday afternoon and sometimes we've been doing stuff seven o'clock at night sometimes we've been doing three o'clock in the morning for some shit you know so that's kind of uh annoying the templates and stuff, I still haven't figured out a way to get them to be as efficient as possible, but I think we got some really good stuff going on. I think that the content's been decent, and I like that people aren't pissed at a lot of it's solo content, because <laughs> if we're getting a bunch of comments that are like, it's only fucking Tony, I hate this crap, then that would be kind of <laughs> disheartening. No, the graphics upgrade, I think, is pretty good. I like the, the new layout of stuff. I think that looks nicer. So, kind of a thumbs up, I guess you could say, is the answer to this. Uh, And hopefully in the future, we're going to figure out some better scheduling stuff. We're going to get some more variety of content going because maybe with like the smart announce tables coming up, that'll open up some things now that we split the recordings up a little bit. Because it's hard to do like we would never do a commentary after recording everything else. Just too many hours. Nobody wants
1: to do that. See, the the issue is, and I promise you this is the issue and nothing else, uh, Wego got an actual job and it fucked everything up. So blame it on him. I'm
0: okay with blaming everything on Wego. Yeah,
1: <laughs> Let's go I ahead guess, that. Like, Okay, sure. Sounds good.
0: <laughs> uh, question, another one from Peter here. Uh, we're just entirely the Peter section. That's right. Uh, <laughs> makes sense why it would be another one from Peter then. Uh, how does it feel working with Drew with that age gap or any of your <laughs> age gaps? But I think Drew is the biggest. The age gap between anybody is Drew and Kalen is the biggest. That's but how that's not years? my fault.
1: He joined. He was the last one to join.
0: He's no, all the shit.
1: Just the age working with him sucks. <laughs> What is the age gap between you two? Uh, let's see. I, I, he told me how, much he, how old he was once. I forget what it is, but I feel like I'm 20. I'm about to be 21 uh, to the Facebook. I feel like he told me this once, and I laughed at him for being old as shit as always. That's what we do. When 14 he, years, maybe? I think it was 14. He's, not, he's older than 34, is he? I thought he was like 39. I don't think he's 39. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. That's oh, definitely the biggest shit. age range that we have there. I was thinking it was me and Peyton, but I forgot Kalen's a part of us now. So. <laughs> oh, Kalen acts young, so he's got that young, peppy self going for him, so it's good. So that's one positive is I don't really think too
0: much about the age gap because it never really comes up that much until you say something like that yeah,
1: you weren't alive for Mr. Fuji, and it was like, oh, okay. <laughs> So, like, every time I talk, yeah, that's usually how it goes. No, no, the age gap exists because I get shit on for everything. That's how you know it exists.
0: <laughs> the main thing is when we talk about, like, we'll, we'll reference a TV show that you weren't uh, old enough to watch or something. Like, how you were like, well, what's Legends of the Hidden Temple? And it's Oh, like,
1: shut up. I watch, I love that show. We Do not tell me I don't know what that show is. <laughs> I, I love that show. It's like, do you remember that what God would you do? Uh, What was that? What Would You Do? Do you remember that one? What Would You Do? No. No, I remember (laughs) that one, though. (laughs) Do you remember Wild and Crazy Kids? Yeah, I remember that one. I remember that. I remember Double Dare and, like... Nick Arcade. Nick Arcade. I I remember that. That was actually my favorite uh, TV show. Not a TV show. Channel.
0: Nick Arcade wasn't a channel. It was just a TV show.
1: No, 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 no. I promise you. They made a Nick channel called Nick Arcade, and it was, like, all the game shows that they didn't air anymore. There was in... um gas. No, no, no. Like they did that as well. But they had like another one, strictly just like, yeah. Did they have that same guy that was the host where he would sing
0: everything? Yeah, pretty much. That we're gonna go play Sonic the Hedgehog. That kind of thing.
1: <laughs> You'd have to control Mikey on the board. I don't know. Oh, I never remember...
0: came across a bomb. Oh.
1: I remember that game show where it was pretty much like kids playing like games the whole fucking time. It was like video games, but. That's Nick Arcade. No, 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 no. It wasn't called Nick Arcade. It was something else. <laughs> <laughs> that age gap. <laughs> yeah, it was called that age gap. It's not that thigh gap. I promise you that much.
0: Let's see. Another question we have here. How do you think the new NXT superstars are doing on the main roster? Has something ever been so hyped that it can't live up to expectations? That's how I'm feeling about American Alpha. Did they do better in NXT? I haven't lost hope. I just don't feel they've shown us what they've got on the main roster yet. I think everybody's doing a great job except Mojo.
1: Let me think. I feel like I could give you a good person who on the who is doing not as good on the main roster as they did on NXT. But well,
0: Alexis in the title picture. Yeah. Carmella's got the feud with Nikki Bella. Yes. Shinsuke Nakamura. He's not on the main roster. What am I thinking of? Um, Tony Finn Balor. Uh, he was the champion and then he got injured who else do we have American Alpha they they basically mm-hmm. are being set up to be long time running tag champs once the Usos drop it to them well the Usos have to win it first but uh, Mojo Raleigh's really the only one I can think of that's struggling
1: I don't know uh,
0: what about uh, Baron Corbin I kind of count him as like he and Apollo Crews came up before that uh, okay what do you mean they came up at the beginning of the year? I was just thinking draft wise.
1: Those two are struggling though. They don't know what the hell to do with those. Eh, I I called out Baron Corbin. They shouldn't have fucking called they shouldn't have called either of them up yet. I still don't get why they did it.
0: Especially right. if they don't have plans for them.
1: Was there someone who was on the main roster who they sent back down? Oh wait, fuck. Tyler Breeze. That was who I was gonna say. But you know. Apparently it doesn't count.
0: He was part of the main roster and went back down. I don't remember him going back down.
1: No, I was thinking of like, I was trying to think of people who haven't been doing too good. I mean, him, um, I mean, the for two a while. people I can
0: think of that ever went back down were uh, Titus O'Neil and
1: Tyson Kidd. Yeah, that's true. But I'm just saying, like, people who are in NXT who aren't doing too well now. Tyler Breeze, Bo Dallas, Aiden in English. <laughs> Aiden in English? Yeah. Yeah. Like Neville's
0: not doing that great right now. Yeah, well,
1: he's Neville. We kind of saw
0: that coming. Gravity got him a little bit.
1: Gra- well, you should have seen his broken fucking ankle. Gravity got him
0: for sure <laughs> then. <laughs> Since Miz actually gets booed and is never injured, do you think he is one of the better heels in the last couple of years? Will he, break, will he break JBL's longest reigning champion in SmackDown history and the Honky Tonk Man's longest reigning Intercontinental Championship one? I don't think he's beating either record. I think he's losing at No Mercy.
1: But Miz is awesome. Wait, hold on. Do you think he's going to lose a no mercy?
0: Yeah, Ziggler's Z-
1: got his career on the line. Oh, dude, Ziggler's going to die. He's, he's gone. Remember how we were talking about how he could possibly be in the Hall of Fame? I lied. He's gone. <laughs> I don't want him to lose. I don't want. I don't want Miz to lose though. I don't. Want, I love the Miz.
0: There is. He, they never specified that it's not a no DQ match. So, Miz could lose the match and not lose the title.
1: (laughs) You know, I kind of really hope at some point the Miz could be a WWE champion again. I really think they can do that with him. It's just an issue on who he wins the title off of. He can't do it now unless they turn AJ Styles face, and I don't expect him to. But if sometime in 2017, if he was a WWE champion, I think I would be fine with it. Surprisingly. Especially on SmackDown. Well, yeah, especially since he's on SmackDown. I don't think he, if he was on Raw, no. But I think they could do it because he's on SmackDown. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. Um, Carrie just walked in the room, and she just put a dog sweater on Apollo. And now he won't move. So, I'm sorry, I'm laughing. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's why I've been struggling through this really bad. (laughs) This one part. I, it might have sound like I've been struggling this whole episode, but I promise you, it's because my dog has a sweater on him now.
0: And all hell breaks loose once dogs have sweaters on them.
1: No, he he, he doesn't like, I don't think he likes it, he's not moving.
0: Yeah, dogs don't really normally like sweater stuff, it's like, this is a foreign thing on top of me, what the hell, I'm a dog.
1: Her parents Christmas. put sombreros on their like pug in Boston Terrier, it was kind of cute. <laughs>
0: You can't put a sombrero on a Boston
1: Terrier. It's from Boston, Mexico. (laughs) From Boston. You're the worst. You got to put like a Red Sox jersey. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Carrie, why don't your parents put like a Red Sox jersey on Mocha? But she's from Boston. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm tired. I'm sorry. We're getting sidetracked. I apologize for that, Tony. (laughs) That's a bonus uh, mailbag question. But so it was. Should the Miz surpass Hangtak Man's record? Yeah, I think the issue is that record might never be broken, especially in this era where they they for a while they were kind of doing the people hold the title for longer periods now compared to what they did in the mid two thousands. But I, I I saw this question. I looked go went to look at the mid Car titles. The the mid car titles for a while have been hopping around like it was nothing. So I don't think he will, and I don't think that record will be very difficult to break. Up until the Miz's current reign, the the last reign that was this long was Cody Rhodes, and that was mm-hmm. back in 2012. So I don't think it's gonna happen anytime soon. If that if someone was gonna break that record, yeah, Miz would need something like a hundred more days or whatever. And that's, I don't really think it's that's that. That's I feel happen. like. I don't know. I feel like I, I looked at it earlier, but I think he needs like 150 or something like that. So he needs another Maybe. half year. See, Honky Tonks was like just past a year, right?
0: It might have been a little over a year. I think it might have been like 400 or
1: something. Is it 450? Honky Tonk man, that's just a terrible name as well. Honky Tonk man, and the fucking Where's 1980. The honky tonk? I don't get why the in the mid '80s they had these stupid fucking characters.
0: Well, he I, was cool, cocky, and bad.
1: Well, <laughs> but he's white garbage. Have you ever seen a picture of him recently? He looks. I saw old, him at a old, New York
0: Comic Con last he, year. He looks.
1: He looks old, depressed, and he looks cynical as hell. Well, yeah, <laughs> he would oh, too if you were the
0: honky tonk. <laughs> <one. laughs>
1: why? Because like. Didn't he come back a couple years ago and he got eliminated from the Rumble right away? Yeah. <laughs> was that like, oh twelve, thirteen? 12, 13? Do you remember which one it was?
0: It was around that time. I can't I remember know. what he did, though.
1: I thought it was funny. I feel like someone like took his guitar and smashed it over his head and threw him out of the arena. That's like pretty that. much what happens all the time whenever Hunky Town Command around. Okay, yeah, so it was 454 days. I was stalling for that. Yeah, 454 missing doing that. Yeah, that's plus, like, four months he's only at 177 he's not even halfway there yet
0: oh he's only at 177 god damn yeah that's guaranteed it's not happening then
1: okay so on a side topic when the fuck are the new day gonna lose the titles hopefully not until
0: they pass demolitions record in december
1: Mm. okay
0: maybe that's what i was thinking of because they have like 70 days i think
1: it was only 70 days for them yeah, I think does it's
0: that, like December 19th or so is when
1: they so beat So does that WWE title, wait, does that tag team title count for Demolitions? Or is it just the longest tag team champion in the company's history? Is that what they're going to do? I have no clue what they're doing with these title lineages. Yeah, <laughs> it's, like, it's got, got back and the... forth a few times. I, I have no idea the SmackDown is like the, the WWE tag team titles they had in like the ninth, in the mid-2000s when they introduced that. I have no idea anymore. It's I think it's just brand like, new. I think I just smile and wave for the most part. They really should figure out a way to just combine everything. Just have like a weird graph or something. I don't know. A weird what? Uh, <laughs> there's going to be graphs. If you have like a graph like that, there's going to be like lines like going everywhere. Nothing's going to make sense. Yeah, it's but good, then you can good. have a meme where somebody goes, look at this graph. <laughs> but no, it's, it'd be like a giant wall where a guy has a bunch of conspiracy theories and he has like all like the lines connecting each other. That's what it would be like. I don't So think... they're going to
0: look at the map of all the different title reigns and then we're going to figure out who tried to kill Vince McMahon. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, one of our final questions here. We have four more left, I think, by my count. Do you think the bona fide G seven foot tall thing for Enzo and Cass has run its course? Enzo is great. Otherwise on the mic, but I
1: feel that's so forced sometimes. Meh, I mean, kind of a little bit, but not I really. It's, it's kind of like the thing with the new day. Eventually the new day got old and stale. I don't think, I don't think they're old and stale now. I still really enjoy the new day, but there's times where Enzo and Cass will do something. And I don't think it's the best. I, I, the, like for example, what they did at SummerSlam. I didn't really enjoy it too much. But I think they'll be fine. I think the whole trick is you got to add something new to it. Like I guess the so. New
0: Day, they started out not the same exact beginning that they're doing now.
1: The New Day is more fun too. The whole ah kind of thing—it's fun to do. <laughs> well, to be fair, when they first started, they were the absolute worst, and I still love them. <laughs> oh, I know. But you remember we were just shitting on them for like the first three months of when they were an actual tag team. And it wasn't until after they turned heel. Actually, it wasn't even when they turned heel. It was like right around the time of WrestleMania 31, I want to say, when they started doing heel-ish stuff is when everyone turned on them. I was down with the New Day from uh,
0: promo number one. (laughs) No way. Seriously? Yeah, I loved everything about it. I thought it was great. Enzo and Cass I still really like a lot, but I kind of like what they do after they do that beginning part more than that beginning part. Like, I'd rather hear the promos where they do the how you doing thing and the couple of haters and stuff like that. The, um, the beginning, like, hit them with it, Zoe, that that kind of stuff, it's a little bit too, like, they, they know the pattern too much now. Nothing's different about it. So, they need to spice that up a little bit. Eventually, people are gonna get tired of it. But, for now, it's still fine. People are still chanting it, so. Oh, yeah, it's fine. I, I,
1: it's kind of like when they get to the Usos part where they start booing is when they people stop caring, pretty much. Yeah. I think that's when they're screwed.
0: And the Usos just changed up their uh, entrance theme this week, so... I haven't got a chance to look at it yet. Do you like it? Hate it? It's generic as fuck. Like their look or just... It look's good. The theme is stupid. Okay. I think that it's just a temp theme, though. Okay. Uh, third to last question... Can I ask the fans a question? If you do go to a wrestling event, why don't you bring Smart out Movement signs? I feel like there are 13 sign-me-ups, and I'm half of them. Oh, is
1: that they so provide weird?
0: great entertainment. It's the least we could do. Same question to the hosts. Yeah. What's up with
1: that? <laughs> what's up with that? What's yeah, up with what's that? up with you
0: people going to wrestling
1: events and not bringing Smart Cat Movement signs? You're all jerks. Yeah. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times so I'm like, Hey Tony, I'm going to make a sign me up sign. He's like, okay. And I don't do it. It's <laughs> time. it like four times, but no, it's mainly because I, I, the first time I started doing it, I was like, Oh yeah, I, I'm terrible at like sketching. And I'm e- and even worse. Like at like writing. Cause my handwriting is so terrible. I, I got halfway through smart and it looked terrible. And I was like, I tried. <laughs> That's my I, excuse. My main thing is I never go.
0: Like I've been to, I think, three wrestling events over the past 10 years. One of them was Mania, and the
1: other one was the Rumble.
0: I went to um, TLC when Daniel Bryan won the title. Hmm. I went to Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, and yeah, that might be it, actually. So I brought a sign for all three of those, if I remember correctly. Actually, no, I I didn't bring one for um, the Royal Rumble, but that's because we had a whole bunch of filming equipment.
1: So actually, uh, this past... Uh, Class of Chambers was the first uh, WWE event I haven't been to that was in uh, Indianapolis for like seven years now. I've gotten like every one for the longest time. Fortunately, it didn't work out that way. I couldn't see Kevin Owens' beautiful ass win. Maybe next year.
0: Maybe you'll see Kevin Owens' beautiful ass in the new Lion King. He'll play a part <laughs> of Rikishi. Oh, no, no, no. Dude, he would be the perfect scar. <laughs> Uh, But yeah, to the people that are listening, how come you don't do the sign-me-ups? That's the question that Peter says for you. Sign-me-ups, because it's more one. (laughs) Well, there's over 13 of them now, I guess. Uh, Second to last question, now that AJ Styles is champion, who is someone who's never won the WWE World title that you'd like to see win the big one? Surprise, I'm not picking Ryder, I'm picking Bray Wyatt. Fuck Bray Wyatt, he doesn't deserve to win that title. Uh, if you rule out the people who are retired or unfortunately dead, like Roddy Piper and Mr. Perfect and all that, the couple of names that come in my mind
1: are Bobby Roode and Samoa Joe. Bobby Roode and Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe, definitely. Bobby Roode, I like to see, especially what he's doing now in NXT. It's pretty awesome. I would say, I I know at some point it's going to happen. Sami Zayn will get a one-off championship eventually and he might win it i don't think he'll win it off kevin owens this time but at some point he's gonna win a title off of kevin owens wouldn't be surprised if it's the one of the world heavyweight titles so that would be my pick
0: i'd be okay with it but then at the same time if it never happens i'm not gonna be like that was such a travesty like ted dibiase should have been world champion sammy Zayn, as long as he wins the intercontinental belt i'll be okay with it just the intercontinental belt mm-hmm Although, if he wins the world title, I'm totally down with it, too, because he's still fun,
1: even though he looks like a dork. You know, I I still have hopes for Big E. For being a world champ? Yeah, I kind of do. I think it's at at any point they could turn him heel and they could do. He is still a good enough wrestler and he's a good enough character when they give him the time and effort to do stuff. I think he could win a title at some point. I don't know. He'd be a great champion. I think it'd be more of a transitional role, if anything. But I still think he could be a world champion. You want Big E to win the big one. Well, the big guy can't now, so I have to (laughs) pick the next big thing. And that isn't like Brock Lesnar. So what am I supposed to do, Tony? I'm in such a pickle. If he were still on the
0: roster, my number one pick would be Cody Rhodes but
1: oh yeah oh no trust me no he's gonna his first match in tna he will win that title tony well then it won't still count because it won't be cody rhodes winning it it'll be just cody cody is
0: probably already a 50-time world champion there (laughs) well you never know i mean the reports are saying by friday we could have the end of tna
1: well the reports have said that for 12 fucking years now tony
0: Well, according to what's going around now, they don't have the money to fund the pay-per-view this
1: weekend. Is it bound for – oh, yeah, I, I, I watch yes. it. Li- I did listen to the hot tax this morning before I went to work. I will say that – the hot tax, yeah. Not the ask him. I will say that when it comes to that, it, they're going to have the money. They, the last time that they were worried about this, they ended up getting the money to do it. So they'll be fine. They'll rob somebody. It's cool. Yeah, they'll probably rob (laughs) you.
0: And we're going to wrap this up with something about robbers. Crime time.
1: (laughs) Well, no, I'm going to make a joke about how Comcast is actually TNA trying to get money from you. Then they'll have an issue on their hands because I'll fight them to fucking the ends of the earth.
0: Uh, Last question here, though. Uh, Peter says, I listened to a podcast. Luke Harper said WWE of the hottest free agents and crime time ranked above Luke. Answer Luke's question In what world is Crime Time a hotter free agent than Luke Harper?
1: Uh, The one that we're in right now, because Crime Time would be amazing in today's WWE, where Black Lives Matter is an actual thing. And if they are either straight up Crime Time, like they were in the mid 2000s, or if they're heels and they're like the militant black guys, like they are, like they might be with the Black Lives Matter thing, that would be funny either way. There's no way WWE is going to bring crime time in and have them be heels with Black Lives Matter.
0: That is not <laughs> happening at you act all. Like,
1: but doesn't that sound like something that they would do in some way, shape, or form? It would be
0: interesting, at least. I mean, Nation of Domination back in the day, racial tension and stuff like that was
1: was a huge angle. But now I don't think that they have the balls to try to do that. I know they don't, but that that, that would be interesting. And, I, and it might sound weird to uh, a uh, skinny, white, Straight male is saying that where my demographic is like the most perfect demographic and I have no worries in the world, but I think it'd be entertaining. There's other <laughs> people who would think it's entertaining as well. I I've always looked at at like this: if I'm willing to take shots, I think other people are, should be willing to take shots as well. And I I I get like the idea of Black Lives Matter. I just think like something where if it there's potential for a heel gimmick out of it it is well i mean we we don't have i mean shit they did the muhammad Hassan thing and if i mean they, they did something not really their fault but based on what happened with the london bombings it fucked him over i'm just saying that there's been times in in wwe where they'll use something kind of like with we we don't have the best relationship with uh russia right now and so the rusev thing for a while it had steam behind it because, uh, because of just a, not so much. We're like about to like shoot nukes at Russia, but there was still tension there in some way, shape, or form. But at, again, it's a simple foreigner gimmick. But again, something like this could work if they don't back off it and if they know their limits. And honestly, the, the their limit might be the idea of the gimmick. If it goes anything farther than just them thinking about it. They might get in a lot of trouble because we are quick to blame entertainers for trying to entertain. But I'd be entertained, and I think that it, that people shouldn't be so quick to judge if they did something like that. But that's why Crime Time is a better and hotter free agent than a Luke Harper who's probably going to tear his ACL again. <laughs> I still think there's a lot more potential to, uh, to Luke Harper, but
0: more so as a babyface. I you think, think if you turn him as a babyface and you put him
1: up against Bray Wyatt as a feud, that could be cool. So, actually, we didn't bring him up. But for the WWE, any world title, do you think that would be someone who could potentially win it? Totally depends on what they do with him. They need to repackage him. Well, obviously, he won't be able to do it if he's still Luke Harper who looks like the guy who's in Bray Wyatt's family. But... I don't know what they could do with him. I know nothing about who he is when he's outside of wrestling. I have no idea what he looks like if he were to cut his hair and shave his beard. I don't know what what he'd look like, and I think a lot of it would be due to that. I mean, shit, can you imagine him wearing anything but like the fucking jeans and the same shirt that he's worn since he's been in the Indies?
0: Yeah, it's a little bit weird. Uh, If he just just,
1: like comes back and he's wearing like a suit and he's dressed up like fucking Cesaro or something. (laughs) What if like he becomes a tag team with Cesaro where he just does the same thing as him? Where he's wearing like the the typical athletic what? uh singlet and everything. He's got oh. the the old wrestling uh, headgear. Well, <laughs> maybe that, but I'm just saying, what if he he tears off his uh James Bond suit and he's wearing uh a harper <laughs> a section shirt. Uh, no a harper's a dirty harper section t-shirt <laughs> <laughs> That's his new gimmick is
0: that he wears cleaner clothes, but only on top of his other dirty clothes. <laughs> so
1: it just smells the whole time.
0: Yeah, they're like, well, for... we got to make you look better. And he's like, yeah, well, I feel better when I'm in my own skin. <laughs> feel bad for anyone who has to wrestle that. It's yeah, it's pretty bad. It's just... He needs some of that no Mercy perfume. <laughs> Did you well, come those with the with yourself?
1: Ta- Not the hot tags. <laughs> what were you saying? Did you come up with that yourself, or did you see that somewhere?
0: What, the No Mercy perfume thing? Yeah. That's what they've got going on for the advertisements right now.
1: Wait, seriously? That's an actual advertisement? It's That it's perfume? Mm-hmm. Bullshit. Go to www.com right now. I'm, if you go to the Nur- uh, No Mercy God, section, I'm you'll see st- the logo my is my a is cologne barking. bottle. I can't. My dog is
0: barking. <laughs> I can't type. My dog is barking. <laughs> I can't.
1: it has got my attention. <laughs> And now he's, I'm distracted because he's also wearing a sweater. <laughs> dude. The sweater looks comfy as fucker now. It's raining outside.
0: <laughs> well, your dog, at the very least, picked the right time to start barking because that is it for the mailbag, not the hot tags as I was botching earlier. Botching me. Uh, For everybody who has listened to this the whole way through and not properly time-stamped, God damn it! but if you leave your comments below and tell us what you think the answers are or whatever from your side of these questions then that's awesome. Thumbs up. Uh, and anything else you want to drop in the comments below, of course, it's also uh, very recommended. Make sure you hit that subscribe button if you haven't already, and give a thumbs up to the video itself, because the more likes we get, the better it shows up on the searches and everything else like that for YouTube, because they're stupid, and that's how their algorithm works. And make sure you follow us, of course, on Facebook and Twitter, and smartcountmoment.com itself. Drew, you got uh, Drew Wade at Twitter. Anything else you want to talk to?
1: Yeah, you can follow me on the fucking Twitch. At McDuncan. I don't actually post anything on there, but you can still follow me on it. I wouldn't be upset. (laughs) I just want to say the Twitch. But, you know, Ricky there, Torpedo, if you go to that on Twitter, you can follow the longest reigning all-star champion. I don't know if I'll mean anything when Peyton starts up the 2K17, but it is worth noting that he is still the undisputed and the only champion.
0: It's a lot easier to keep track of that lineage than the
1: tag titles. Exactly. (laughs) I mean, it might become difficult here when uh, his save gets fucked again, but.
0: (laughs) All right, guys, that is it for the majority of the content for this week. We still have one more thing coming up either tomorrow or Friday whenever I decide to post it, which is that Sporkle quiz of the No Mercy matches. I already posted it and already scheduled it, but I can't remember when I scheduled it for so As long as you're subscribed to the channel and you follow us, you'll see the post eventually pop up, and then you'll see whether I passed or failed. Not going to tell you. So uh, stay tuned for that kind of stuff. And anything else that's coming your way from Smarkout Moment, obviously you can all find that at smarkoutmoment.com. But for the mailbag and for the majority of 253 of Smack Talk, this has been another Smarkout Moment, and we're being counted out.